you're in that state of struggle and you just don't know what to do next, just move, just get out, get outside, go do something, take that action that you've been putting on the back burner forever. Take one action a day that will push your life forward and you will get somewhere. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Our guest today is someone I've been trying to get on the show forever, and in fairness to her, I've not been able to stay committed to our dates, and then finally Amy's like, look, we're going to do this, and we're going to do it on this date. So Amy, thank you. Amy Clover is the genius behind Strong Inside and Out. She's a certified fitness trainer and founder of 30 by 30 Project. Amy is passionate about bringing hope to people who are going through life struggles by way of fitness and positive action, a self-made positivity maven, and she can considers herself to be. Amy continues to serve as an inspiration to many and an embodiment of true strength inside and out. Amy, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I love that intro. <laughs> well, even if you don't, I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> so Amy, your husband is someone that I really look up to and I'm a big fan of. So Rick Mulready, he's been on the show and I always ask people at the end and I'll ask you who is doing something that interests them. That's right. Yeah. And he said, Amy Clover. And by the way, she's my fiance because you guys weren't married. And so, yeah, that was the first time I really got introduced to what you were doing. And I remember hearing him talk about that. And I was thinking, man, this Amy person is just rocking it. That's so cool. I want to hopefully have a conversation with her one day. And here we are. Awesome. I'm so glad this is happening after so many months. <laughs> so many months. You've been extremely cool and patient and kind. And yeah, so why don't we go ahead and talk about your favorite concert? What's the best concert that you've ever been to? Ooh, ah, favorite concert. I mean... If you take out festivals, then I guess my favorite concert, my first ever concert was Beck, but my favorite concert, I'm guessing, you know what? I Rick told me to prepare for this and I keep going back and forth. I'm very wishy-washy about it. I'm going to have to say the Pixies. I saw the, the Pixies at the Will Turn and that was balls. Amazeballs. Fun. I've never seen the Pixies, but that would be fun. Now, Rick's answer was U2. So do you love U2? I do love U2. Thanks to him. Okay. Good answer. <laughs> if, he's, if Rick's going to listen to me. Exactly. Like, okay. That's my girl. All right. So we're joking around a lot, but there are some really serious things that are going on. And so I want to have fun, but I also want to talk about what you represent. And so for anyone who doesn't know your story, several years back, you reached a breaking point in your life and you went through some depression, some substance abuse. And, and then there was a point where you actually attempted suicide at a young age. So would you be willing to share a little bit about that season of your life? Of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm an open book when it comes to this, because I truly believe that the more we talk about it, the less taboo it becomes and the freer other people will feel to talk about it. So when I was in high school, I was diagnosed with clinical depression and obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, as you might have heard it called. And it wasn't a really good mix to kind of one fed into the other. And especially at that age, when all your hormones are going crazy, my emotions were just all over the place. And so a lot of, you know, teachers and adults thought that I was just acting out that I was just a trouble kid. But that's because I didn't talk about what I was going through. And I didn't talk about these diagnoses that I had gotten. So I just held it inside and lashed out at people. I was angry at people all the time. I ended up self-medicating quite a bit with different substances and a lot of alcohol and stuff. But I just held it inside and held it inside until one point in my early 20s, I just felt like I really couldn't handle it anymore. I just didn't know what to do. It wasn't getting any better on its own. And I just felt really hopeless. So yeah, I tried to end it. And luckily, my roommate stopped me and she begged me as well as another good friend of mine begged me to go seek help. And I went and seeked help and I was actually admitted to a hospital with not voluntarily. And it was a good thing that I was because it was in there that I realized with all 
all of my choices were stripped from me. I really didn't have any of my own choices available to me. I had to sleep at a certain time. I had to take drugs that I didn't know what they were at a certain time. I had to eat at a certain time. All of these things. And I'm kind of uh, anti-authority, I guess. So I didn't do very well with that. So once I got out of there, I determined, you know, I'm never going into that situation again. And I'm going to at least try to change my life, even if it's just it's going to be a futile attempt. It's just I need to at least try to do something because I'd realized that after years of feeling this way, I'd never reached out for help. And I'd never tried to actually change my life because I was given these life sentences and told that there was no other way that I could live. So I decided to try otherwise, even if it was just like, you know, it wasn't going to lead me anywhere. So over the years, I kind of roller coastered up and down of trying and failing and trying and failing really hard and, and almost getting back down to that point again, but never giving up on myself. And it wasn't until I really discovered fitness and working out. And actually, that was by accident because I just thought I needed to lose a few pounds. I started realizing that when I was in the gym, when I was like pumping those weights and when I was, you know, it was even like I realized this through ellipticaling, not even running or, or anything badass like that. But it was just like through being on the elliptical and really getting all that stress out that I realized I started getting stronger inside and outside of the gym. I was more able to hold on to those new cognitive habits that I was structuring with my therapist. I was able to make those changes. I was more disciplined. So it really did change my life to find fitness. And that's what my message is all about. So now I help empower people out of that state with the help of fitness, mantra work, and positive mindset reframing. Mm. All right. So let's go there for a little bit. So I want us to talk specifically about how fitness has turned your life around and, and why fitness, Amy, because I mean, you could have tried a lot of other activities as your outlet, but for some reason it was fitness. I did. I did try a lot of other activities. Actually, I tried creative was helpful, but my creative outlet was actually acting. And since I thrived on the emotional sad roles, it actually tended to make things worse. So I tried creative, you know, I have always been an artist as well, uh, like sketching and writing, but also writing helped a lot. Journaling helped a lot. And I can't say enough for therapy. Like, I don't care where you are in your life, but therapy can help you no matter where you are. And I couldn't have done any of this without the guidance from my therapist. She guided me through that point of my life. And fitness was what just helped like hone it down. But it was that work that really helped. So, Amy, for the person that's listening right now, they're not full on depressed. They're not thinking of ending mm -hmm. at all, but it is inevitable. Life is challenging. There's a lot of circumstances that happen. So for that person who's listening, saying, man, I'm in a difficult season right now. What, what advice do you have for me, Amy? What, what do you say to that listener? That's a really good point too, Jared. I've stopped just reaching out to people with depression because I feel like a lot of people, so many people are undiagnosed in that as well, but every one of us goes through struggle. So what I hope to end is this kind of self-victimized state that, oh, I don't have control. Oh, my life sucks. I want to just empower people to basically take control back, take the reins back in their life with actually doing something. So that's what I would recommend. If you're in that state of struggle and you just don't know what to do next, just move, just get out get outside, go do something, take that action that you've been putting on the back burner forever. Take one action a day that will push your life forward and you will get somewhere. Oh, wow. So what would be an example of one action? Okay. So in my very darkest points, like when I got out of the hospital, I was so depressed that it was difficult for me to do anything. My one action a day would be getting out of bed today. I need to get out of bed today or I need to talk to one person that's outside of my circle today. 
even if it was like a cashier at a store, just to have a personal connection. It can be as small as that, which will create change as well. Or it can be as big as, you know, I need to email this person online because they might become a mentor for me. Or I need to reach out to, you know, this company because maybe they'll want to be my sponsor, those kinds of things. So it can be as big or small as is pertinent to your life right now. I need to go to the Pixies. Yeah. <laughs> Are they, I think they might actually be touring again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no excuses. Exactly. Okay. So you initially started out a fitness blog and then you shifted into more of a personal development site. So what inspired you to do that shift? I still think of myself as a fitness site, but you're right. It is kind of like the personal development side now. I like to think it's a good blend, but I do talk a lot about mantra work and different things that you can do like journaling and creative kind of outlets, those kinds of things. But um, it became that shift after I shared my story. Well, it was in the very beginning of my story, but how much I really realized that people were reaching out to me more about my story than say the fitness tips that I gave online. So while I think fitness is a part of it, it's only one part of what I really want to help people with. Okay, so let's talk about that too, because you do help people build their strength, not just physically, but also emotionally. So being an expert or what I would say an expert at both, which do you find more challenging to work on the physical side or the emotional? I think the physical side is pretty easy if you just take the steps to get there. And as long as you believe that you can get there, the emotional side is a little bit harder to build that belief, I guess, in yourself, because I feel like the strength stuff, we see pictures all the time of the physical changes that people go through. I guess it's a tiny bit easier to believe that you can achieve that over something that's harder to grasp, that kind of inner strength that you're after. And who's to say when you've gotten there? Because we can all keep doing work about that. So it's it's an end goal that doesn't really have a tangible look about it. You can't take a picture of yourself at that point and say, that's where I am. So I guess the inner strength is a little bit tougher. <laughs> all right. So Amy, that for the person that's listening right now thinking, man, this is convicting. I need to go out and uh, I need to, uh, I probably need to lose some weight or I need to be healthier, but I don't have money to go join a CrossFit gym or that's what they're telling themselves, right? What are some free apps or what are some free resources where they, this will take away that excuse and they can start on this tomorrow? Oh, there are so many. I actually coach quite a few people who don't have a gym, who don't have any equipment. I actually have a, a group coaching session now, excuse me, where it's, it's completely body weight. So there are so many resources out there that are free. There are always YouTube videos, Fitness Blender and Daily Hit, H-I-I-T, are really great resources for hit videos, workout videos to do at home for free with minimal or no equipment. Daily Hit does have a store though that you can buy equipment through, but it's not necessary. For food journal recording, which I highly recommend for each one of my virtual fitness clients, I have them keep their food journals online. My Fitness Pal is free as well as you can use something like Livestrong or Spark People as well, but those are all free apps that sync across all devices. And then another great workout source that I use all the time is the Nike Plus Training Club app. And it features mostly women, but guys, I swear it'll spend you too. So go ahead, feel free to try it and you get to watch like really hot chicks working out like athletes. So, <laughs> yeah, All right. That's uh, I, I don't know how else you could sell that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about 30 by 30 because this is important. So what inspired you to create 30 by 30? What is it? Let's go there first. Sure. So the 30 by 30 project is what I called it last year, which was I crowdfunded $18,000 to do a tour across the U.S. In Canada, in which I'd visit 30 cities and teach 30 fitness boot camps in each of those cities to raise awareness and funds for suicide prevention charity 
to write love on her arms. And now I'm going into this year's tour, actually. So actually, when this launches, the crowdfunding might be live for the Strong Inside Out tour. And I renamed it the Strong Inside Out tour because I can't keep doing 30 over and over and over again. So this year, we're hitting major cities with bigger events and a more lasting way to participate in all of this fun and inspiration of hope through movement beyond. Wow. So, Amy, you just dreamed up one day, I'm just going to go tour the U.S. and Canada. Is that really how that played out? Actually, it was weird because I should be a spokesperson for World Domination Summit, which is Chris <laughs> Gillibo's Chris Gillibo's conference that he does annually up in Portland. And I've been to every single one since the very beginning. And every single time, it's changed my life and made it better. So two years ago, I went to World Domination Summit and I saw my friends that I hadn't seen in forever doing these amazing things. And I was like, I know I can be doing more. I know I can be getting this message out further to more people in person than what I'm thinking of doing right now. I'm thinking too small. So I was like, what is the biggest thing that I could do plausibly before I get married that would get this message out and that would use my skill sets? So I thought, well, I teach classes so I can do that. And to get in front of as many people as possible, I'm going to go across, you know, North America and I'm turning 30. So why don't we do 30 cities by the time I turn 30 to celebrate the 30th birthday I almost didn't have. Nice. That's amazing. Okay. So then you're like, okay, well, let me just do an Indiegogo campaign. What kind of challenges did you run into in that process? It was so the opposite of let me just do the Indiegogo campaign. It was like, oh my gosh, I have to do an Indiegogo campaign. So I launched the crowdfunding on Indiegogo and I had quite a few issues with them last year, but I've talked to them since then about those issues and they're pretty good about it. So it was really like a lot of pitching before that went live. And it was a lot of reaching out and asking for help, which I am really not comfortable with. I'm kind of a do-it-yourselfer. And I've always been, and I think it's also from my history with depression and that kind of stuff. I've always like tried to do everything on my own. So reaching out for help was really uncomfortable for me and really scary for me. But when I told people what I was doing, so many people stepped up to help. Steve Kahn from Nerd Fitness uh, stepped up. Chris Gillibo stepped up. You know, Caleb and Corbett stepped up to help. It was just so many of these people. Shrini uh, Rao stepped up and really, really pushed it forward. Chris Brogan. All these people really wanted me to succeed, which was an eye-opener for me in asking for help. So now, as scary as it is still for me to ask for help, I get through the action and think about the scariness of it later. So that's kind of what I'm going through right now, which brings up a lot of resistance, but you just got to push through it, right? So the Strong Inside Out Tour is coming up this year. So how is that different from the 30 by 30 project? It's kind of the same, but we're getting a little bit smarter about it this year. Instead of just going for it, we're not coordinating with any apparel stores this year. We're doing strictly independent fitness studios, yoga studios, CrossFit boxes, and just going wherever people will have us. And we're trying to get as many communities involved as possible. I'm trying to make these events much bigger so that instead of just one fitness class from me, I'm going to do a fitness class, yes, but we're also trying to involve the community and really get it as get more people involved so that we can build up the support system within each community that we visit. So we're going to have yoga teachers at some, we're going to have CrossFit workshops at some, we're going to have, you know, some great healthy food providers within the community come out and donate their snacks or time and inform us about how to eat healthy and that kind of stuff, juicing companies. So I wanted to make it more of a whole empowerment and wellness event in each city that we visit. So we're doing pre-registrations through Eventbrite and 50% of our proceeds will still go to that suicide prevention charity to write love on her arms. 
That's so cool. All right. So to write love on our arms, that's an awesome community. So what is the importance of being part of a community? A community is very important and it's not necessary in order to do any kind of recovery or get stronger in any way, but it does help quite a bit. Having a community of like-minded individuals that are positive and truly want the best for you are going to help you achieve those results that much faster. And it took me a really long time to, I wrote a post and it's actually the most popular post on my site called Fire Your Friends, which is about getting rid of negative people in your life. And I think though it sounds harsh, it really is important for moving forward on your own, especially as you're going through recovery. And I'm not saying if your friend is depressed, just cut them out of your life. I'm saying give them as much help as you can. And if they're trying to drag you down with them, then that's something you need to talk to them about and always try to talk to people about it first and give them the support that you would want to receive. But I'm saying if somebody is always doubting you or telling you you can't do something, there's no need for you to have them in your life. I think there's always another positive person you can replace them with. So if I'm looking for a way to find that other positive person to replace the negative person, where do I go? Where do I start? That's the difficult equation is it doesn't just happen by, you know, you go here and that happens. It's more of like joining different communities where you can meet those kinds of people. So the CrossFit community is such an awesome one. People who are doing so much to change their lives, who are fighters, who are out there really doing things every single day. That's a great community to get involved with. And I know a lot of CrossFit boxes even do body weight and functional movement now. So if you're afraid of, you know, doing cleans or those kinds of things, I bet they'll try to talk you into it, but you don't necessarily have to do that. It's just a great Mm -hmm. community to become a part of. But there's also, you know, support groups out there. There are different running clubs and that kind of stuff. A lot of my stuff revolves around fitness, but there's other ways if you're a knitter or those kinds of things, there are groups probably in your community that do that as well. I would have also accepted the answer, come to the strong inside out tour. (laughs) You're right. I missed out on that opportunity. (laughs) And I I think there's a person that's going to be a world domination summit this summer that's going to be like, I want to create strong inside out for knitting. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Why not? You know, I think those things should happen. Okay, so this is uh, an interesting question. So what is the difference between building strength from outside in and that from inside out? I think they both work, honestly. I think building your strength from the outside in, well, it helped me. That's how I personally found my own strength. But it can work in the other way as well in that if you start with, say, mantra work or journaling and finding that belief in yourself there it can translate into your physical goals as well. The more you believe in yourself outside of the gym, the more likely you are to believe in yourself within the gym as well. So it can work both ways. Awesome. All right, let's do a finish this sentence. I'll give you the beginning of a sentence and you complete it. If you want to become stronger than your struggles, blank. Move. If you want to become stronger than your struggles, move. Okay. Not just physically. It, it can be, <laughs> Not just physically. It could be, you know, taking actions to push your career forward or your social life forward, whatever. Okay. In order to find hope when on the brink of losing all hope, blank. Reach out. Let people know that you're struggling. There are people out there who want to help. There are countless hotlines. In fact, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline was what saved my life. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Okay. Let's talk about that question we mentioned earlier that I asked Rick and he mentioned you. So who is doing something that interests you? You don't have to say Rick. 
<laughs> um, people that interest me right now. Well, my friend Joel Runyon of Impossible HQ is doing some really interesting things right now and putting together something really interesting that I'm not allowed to talk about right now. But okay. he's some definitely somebody to follow. Also, you know, Greatest is always doing great things. I'm always happy to see them doing so well. I'm a Greatest ambassador, so I think that kind of it doesn't really count. But yeah, I think Greatest and ImpossibleHQ.com are great. Okay, cool. Now, you guys moved to San Diego this last year. Have you enjoyed that move? Oh, yeah. It's great. We were actually going to move here and try six months here, then maybe try six months in Portland, and then maybe Austin. But we came here, and there's so many online entrepreneurs in this community and so much Mm -hmm. support that we just decided not to try anywhere else, and we just settled here. (laughs) Yeah. Suffer in San Diego. Yep. Makes sense. (laughs) All right. So, Amy, uh, what's the best place for the listeners to go online and learn more about what you're doing and support the Strong Inside Out Tour? Well, the main thing is going to be that the crowdfunding campaign kicks off on June 20th for the Strong Inside Out Tour this year. I'm going to need as much support as I can possibly get in form of donations and sharing. So if you could please share this movement to inspire hope through movement, it would mean so much to us. And also, please come out to your local Strong Inside Out tour stop. And you can find out where those are at www.stronginsideouttour.com. Or you can check out my site, which is stronginsideout.com. Can you just name off or rattle off some of the cities you'll be? Yes. Uh, Um, We're going to be starting in Portland, and that's going to be on July 11th, right before WDS or World Domination Summit kicks off. We will also be in San Francisco, and we're just settling on a few of the little details of Milwaukee, Denver, Austin, New York, Boston, and Miami, and hopefully Nashville. Outstanding. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. So you'll be in South Florida. That rocks. Yeah, yeah. I really hope to because I didn't get to go to Florida last time. And to write Love on Her Arms, which is the charity, is based there. So I really hope I can this time. All right. Well, I'm coming out to Miami. Yeah. I'm going to look up the date after the show. Okay. So do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? You know, really, my final thought always is just that you're stronger than you think you are. So give yourself a little more credit. All right. Duly noted. <laughs> Amy, I really appreciate this. And I'm thrilled to hear about what you're up to. I think uh, there's probably people who are listening and be like, man, maybe I could do a tour. Maybe I could do something bigger. So yeah, just I take appreciate that maybe you. out. Take that maybe <laughs> out and just say you can do it. Hey, that's awesome. Amy, thank you so much. And best wishes to you and the crowdfunding and the tour. Thank you so much for sharing this message, Jared. I really appreciate it. of like-minded individuals that are positive and truly want the best for you are going to help you achieve those results that much faster. 